I'm your host, as always, Rafa Rispo, and I am without Daniel Russo today. I'm actually flying solo. This is going to be a short one, guys. I really just wanted to come in and, you know, sort of, you know, wrap up the uh, Napoli big, huge win over Sassuolo. 6-1 on the road. Um, who saw that coming? Not me. I mean, I, I know we said it in the... Uh, you know, in the previous show, and I said it on Saturday, I sit down as I was uh, Frank Cravello's guest host for this past week, that Napoli just needed to win this game uh, and hope for Atalanta to lose to Inter, which really, you know, 4-0 Inter, which was unbelievable. Um, Atalanta was really on such a high, and, and, and a team like Inter will bring anyone down, it looks like. So, um, but yeah, Napoli, you know... I, the only thing we needed, like I said, was a win, and it didn't really matter how we won it to me. And um, at first, it looked like it was going to be one of those, you know, typical performances of the season, right? Where we go down first, and, you know, we look sloppy doing it. It was a stupid, stupid play to lead up to the goal. But we come through in the end really in a big way. It really was the... Um, the return of the Napoli of old, the Napoli of last season. This is the first match, and I remember I was talking to some buddies uh, in chats and, uh, and on Twitter. And, um, you know, aside from the Milan second half, uh, the game at the Maradona, where we came back and uh, from down 2 0 to score two goals and, 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 um, you know, draw 2-2, but we pressed to, we almost got the winner right at the end with Kovadoskelia. Aside from that match, I would say that was, yesterday was the only time that I felt like this was the Napoli of old. This was the Napoli of last season. This was the Scudetto Napoli. I would also say I felt that in the first two matches. So the first two, the one against Frosinone, the home op- the, the the season opener, and then the home opener against this very Sassuolo side. Those two matches, even though we didn't look anywhere as good as we did last season in those two matches, we still got the 3-1 and 2-0 respectively. Started the season out with six points. Looked like Aussie Men was on a tear. Looked like the team was, was still together. And then it all kind of capitulated right after that. So th- that match and the Milan second half match at the Maradona, uh, you know, aside aside from those two instances, it's this one that really... You know, Calzona got us got us going, I guess, you know, and, and, and listen, I I realize that Sassuolo is a poor side, a very poor side, especially without you know, Domenico Berardi. But you know, I'll read off the um, I'll read off the lineups really quick. For Sassuolo you had Consigli, uh Inette, Pedersen, Tresoldi, Ferrari, and Doge. 
in the back line, uh, Racic and Enrique in the um, in the double pivot midfield. And then you had Barami, Torsved, and Lauriente with Pinamonte as the sole striker. Uh, for Napoli, uh, Calzona decided to go with Mario Rui on the up. Uh, sorry, Medit as the keeper. Mario Rui on the left, Ostigard and Rachmani in the middle, Di Lorenzo on the right, uh, Traore, Lobotka, Nangisa in the midfield, and Quara, Osimen, and Politano up top. Uh, let's talk about that really quick. Leo Ostigard. So that's been one of the issues of the season, hasn't it? Where we have Natan that came in. He was supposed to be the guy, the replacement for Kim. We start the season off with a mixture of Juan Jesus and Ostigard. Mainly Juan Jesus uh, just didn't really go too well. Uh, Juan Jesus ended up developing into one of the most like uh, consistently better center backs of the season. Rachmani looks lost all season long, uh, you know, except for a couple games here and there. Uh, and and a lot of us are calling for Ostigard or for Natan to play more. And, uh, you know, Natan coming back from an injury, he's not getting a lot of playing time. Um, but Ostigard made the start this game, and I thought he was absolutely fantastic um, in this one. You know, not not a... Uh, it's not a, a an accident that this guy is solid almost all the time. Like, in my opinion, you know, listen, Ostigard, another, you know, he's 24 years old. He's not a starting center back by any means, right? Like Dan Brusso might have pointed out in the last couple of shows. But he definitely is a solid, serviceable, you know, you know, bench guy. And comes in when he needs to, you know. And, and in this match, he really did phenomenal for me, in my opinion. Um, he had 99 accurate passes uh, in the match, which was the most passes in the match. And he won the most duels, seven um, seven duels won in this one, which was uh, it's actually a hundred percent of the duels that he that he faced. Uh, two ground duels and five aerial duels. Beautiful, six recoveries. Um, if Biz and I were doing a beast of the match, he'd be a candidate for sure. But I'm really happy with him stepping in in the center back area. It's something that we needed to see. Another thing that we needed to see was the midfield with Traore in it. And in my opinion, Traore, Lobotka, and Nangisa should be the midfield for the rest of the season and for next season. Because Hama Traore was the most accurate passer. 100% passes. He's the most accurate passer to play 45 minutes or more with 43 and that, to me, is incredible as well. He had three chances created, um, you know, just a, a, a five recoveries. He, he dribbled past three three players. Just fantastic defense. Uh, I'm sorry, a fantastic midfielder uh, and pairs very well with Lobotka and with Angisa. Angisa, another player, super solid. I, you know, he helped set up the first goal. The first Napoli goal, anyway. Uh, he had the most tackles in the match with four. Uh, he had an assist, like I said, uh, for the Politano goal. We'll talk about all that. And then another thing that we really needed to see was Politano uh, redeeming himself from the last game. We all talk about the um, the blunder that he perf- that he pulled off against Cagliari. 
the 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 simple toe poke which he used um the 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 wrong part of his foot for and uh just put it past the post that would have doubled our lead and we would be actually two points out of the champions league instead of or i'm sorry uh four instead of six right now but um he sure did redeem himself in this one. Two assists to, to Aussie men. Um, uh, created three chances, which two of them were the assists, you know. Uh, uh, just solid, solid performance from, from Matteo Politano, who really needed, like I said, to redeem himself. He needed to show the reason why we re-signed him, you know, and extended him for his contract. Quadachgalia, uh, I mean... Uh, two goals and an assist. He doesn't even get man of the match because Aussie men's hat trick. Uh, Foot mob gave him an assist as well, but I don't know if that's official because um, I didn't see that in my Fanta Calcio. And Fanta Calcio usually awards um, the assists the way Serie A, Lega Serie A does on their site. Um, and what they would be talking about is the assist for Quada's first goal, but it was too far a, a pass. Like after the pass from Osimhen to Quada for his first goal, Quada touches it too many times, beats a few defenders on his own. So I think that was officially an unassisted goal. But man, nine point seven rating, man of the match for Victor Osimhen, his second hat trick in Serie A with Napoli, uh, and you know the the just a again this is what we needed right now now i i can't sit here and pretend like i mentioned earlier you know uh, um sassuolo is terrible team this season i mean 20 points same position as Cagliari was uh you know fighting relegation battle yes they don't have berardi and that hurts a lot but i just don't think they have it together this year you know, their manager situation they hired um they hired a new manager after firing Dionisi. Um, they um, have also now they, they brought in Emiliano Bajica, who's uh, the uh, he's the youth manager. He was anyway. They brought him in, or he may may go back now because they're talking. They're trying to talk to Gattuso and Grosso to come in. Uh, I don't think either of them have actually uh, agreed to come. But it's it's a it's not a way you want to you know begin your tenure is lose six one at home to a struggling Napoli. Now I realize it's Napoli, it's the champions of Italy. But let's be honest, this team coming in was a struggle, and it was very much a toss up on what would happen here. And you know we we again you know Sassuolo started the match off really well where. Uh, you know, Uros Racic from Serbia, 25 years old, would get his first Serie A goal. Uh, once again, guys, please take this as gospel. If you are betting in a Napoli game, and I think... Mm, so, Marco Cubani D'Onofrio sent me this week's edition of the Bets on Napoli. And I wish I spoke to him earlier because I, th I want him to include <laughs> in any bet <laughs> against a team like Sassuolo or like Verona or like you know a, a younger Genoa or Cagliari 
that if you are playing Napoli, bet on the guy who either has never scored against Napoli, who's either never scored a goal for his team, a goal in the league, a goal in his career, <laughs> you know, uh, and you will win that bet because um, Rachic gets his first Serie A goal against Napoli. It came in the 17th minute. It's one of those things where you throw your hands up and 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 you know it was a it was on the a play where we were we you know, we were kind of pressing, but then at some point like we were kind of threatening, and then at some point we we decide to play the ball back the way we do again you know to met it, and um, I don't think the press was that threatening. Like I think they could have definitely found space to to get it out of there, but instead they play it back. Uh, you know, Ostigard gets the ball back to Medet. Medet takes one too many touches, and that's when Pino Monti starts to really press. Medet puts it out to touch. The throw-in comes in, and from that throw-in, the goal was created. And, you know, there you go. You're throwing your hands up like, what the hell is going on, man? Like, this is not what we need. This is terrible. This, you know, I, I literally said I give up. It's over. And then what happened? <laughs> You know, uh, uh, 11 minutes later, Rachmani gets the equalizer, and then it was just the onslaught of all onslaughts. Ossiman gets a 31st, 41st, and 47th minute hat trick. Um, you know, it's four to it's three to one at the half, um, four to one on Ossiman's third goal. Uh, that Rachmani goal was was um, the uh, the f- the back flick that I was talking to you about about Angisa's uh, assist, for a beautiful play from Angisa. Politano's perfect passes to Osimhen for his first two goals, completely unselfish. Osimhen takes the third. Quada's first goal to make it five one came from that Osimhen pass we talked about from the midfield. Osimhen in the midfield making a lob pass to Quada, unbelievable. And then for me, the goal of the day was Quada Scalia's goal, where he he took a shot, um, or or he meant to take a shot, and the ball was kind of deflected off the the defender, sent up in the air. Kavada wins the ball back and just one time blasts it past uh, um, Alconsigli. Six goals for Napoli. This again was was it was the first time they scored six in a match since the IX game from last season. At one point, it was five one, and we were all very very happy that a five one was. Uh, you know, uh, on the cards before the Juventus game this weekend. Uh, Calzona did go into the to the bench. Uh, he put in Natan, Rasodori, Zielinski, Simone, and Dendonker. Um, they all they all did you know as good as they could. You know, Napoli at that point were cruising, so it was just kind of let's rest these players for Juventus, which is coming up this weekend. Um, so that rounds out week twenty six. And um, for more in-depth view of this match and any other match, I would urge you to go over to Napoli Talk on YouTube. Uh, Dom has a great uh, outlook on these matches, and he really does break it down much better than anyone else does. And um, you'll find some really good stuff. So Dom from Napoli Talk will break down a lot more of this and a lot more of how the team works together and and instead of players 
playing individually. When you play as a team, things happen. They, good things happen. And uh, he, he's putting out a pretty dope video about that. So check it out. But So what this does for Napoli is we don't move up in the table because, um, you know, we're still ninth uh, technically as we're tied in points with Lazio and they own the tie break. Uh, but what it does do is bring us to six points within fifth place, which is almost a lock for a Champions League spot. Uh, and another account I'd like to point you guys to, if you're really like interested in to, to, to know how we get the points, uh, you know, Italy, Serie A gets the points for the coefficients. If you're really wondering how Napoli is getting their... Um, you know their their shot at a club world cup spot uh, i want you to visit football statistics on twitter on x whatever you want to call it it's um football statistics it's an amazing um account that really breaks down a lot of how things work and like who's got what position uh, I'm sorry, it's not football statistics. It's football ranking. So, so it's actually at foot rankings on X. At foot rankings. It's an all, all about football rankings with focus on European football and um, all the projections, permutations, and more. And they really do break down how this thing works out but anyway italy are basically italy have like a 90 percent chance to secure the additional champions league spot um and it actually break he actually breaks down the chances of italian clubs to reach a quarterfinal somehow some way lazio end up with a 51 percent chance to qualify for the next round of the champions league napoli only a 33 percent chance um and inter to have a 79 percent chance that really doesn't seem right to me i, I think bayern munich is just going to kind of steamroll lazio especially you know in munich they're going to be pretty pretty amped for that but anyway check check out at foot rankings football rankings on x for more about all this but we we sit six points behind fifth place who which atalanta owns uh, if Atalanta had won that game, they would have gone into fourth. Bologna would have slipped to fifth, but we would have had to make up eight points instead of six, which I think uh, is a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I know it's only two extra points, but it's it, it equates to three games, and now all we need to do really is catch Atalanta. Uh, um, but, you know, we do have Lazio, Fiorentina, Roma. You know, uh, since we've recorded uh, Fiorentina beat Lazio 2-1, and um, Roma won their game 3-2 to Torino. Uh, so, you know, we, we don't really have a clear idea of who's going to get that fifth spot. It's definitely a toss-up between Bologna, Atalanta, Roma, Fiorentina, Lazio, Napoli. Uh, I wouldn't put Torino in it since they're at 36. But everyone's back to 26 games now that the, the, the games from Wednesday are finished. Um and yeah, Napoli have a decent shot in my opinion. And we go into Juventus on Sunday. Now, the Juve match on Sunday, it's it's a pretty now now that's a tough one. That's I know we said on the show uh, this past weekend that 
we were a lot more confident in the game against Juventus at the Maradona than we were at the Sassuolo game. But now it's, you know, it's come now that it's coming uh, closer. Now that it's the next match, I'm starting to get those those real, you know, derby vibes, those real derby nerves, actually. And um, hopefully we see the Napoli that showed up against Sassuolo come back out. I mean, we got, I feel like we definitely needed that win to boost our morale, to boost our mentality. You know, now I think we can go into the Maradona and say, yeah, we could beat these guys, Juve, who give up a lot of goals, who need last-minute goals by their center back, off a set piece to win against Frosinone. They've been on a little bit of a slide um, aside from that win. It's their first win in five, actually. I mean, the Juve, Juve drew Empoli 1-1, lost to Inter 1-0, lost to Udinese 1-0, drew Verona 2-2, and now this, and then the, the win against Frosinone. Like I said, their first win in five. Same thing for us, though. I mean, you know, we're, we're a loss, three draws, and a win in our last five. And they're two losses, two draws, and a win. So um, the thing, though, that is that Napoli are almost 100% fit. And Juventus have a real problem. Chiesa walked off the training ground after a clash with Alexandro. He's probably not going to make it to this match. He's also a question mark for Spalletti's Azzurri call-up for the Euro, which um, kind of surprises me and disappoints me a little bit because Chiesa with the Azzurri is a, a dynamic force. But if he's not playing well, then he shouldn't be there. The same thing that goes, you know, the reason why Chiro Immobile gets called up to the national team, and I don't think he'll be getting called up this time around, but the reason why he has been is because he plays so well for Lazio. He scores the goals. He does what he has to do. It just doesn't happen when he gets the Madiazura on for, for the Nazionale. But Chiesa does, you know, show up for the Nazionale. He usually shows up for his club teams too, but he's been having a dip and now he's injured again. So we'll see how that goes as far as Italia goes. But as far as this weekend goes, there's a real chance he's not going to be there. Um, there's also Rabiot who has an injury. Uh, he's expected to come back. He, I guess he hurt his finger. He's out for a couple weeks. It's got to be. It's got to be pretty bad <laughs> to miss a couple weeks for your finger in a football, you know, s- scenario. But then you also have Weston McKinney, who's out after he separated his shoulder. A lot, a lot more serious than a finger injury, but um, uh, he'll be missing it too. So we're looking at a. a, a an emergency in the midfield. Uh, there's a lot of talk about that new kid Alcaraz starting in the midfield, and he's a juntali buy. So I mean, we, we, you know, we can't underestimate him either. But but him with Locatelli in the midfield, and I don't know who else they put in the midfield. I'm not sure, but um, you know, it also it's funny. Footmob even has Pogba suspended here. Pogba officially officially suspended for four years for doping that ruling came down either today or yesterday uh and uh, just just crazy just crazy so so you have kind of have an issue in the midfield and and with Kiesa. so we'll see what happens i mean it's still juve you still have to respect them but i think if napoli shows up the way they did against sassuolo juve are in a lot of trouble
Um, yeah, that's kind of it, guys. I, I didn't want to drag this out any longer. Um, once again, don't forget, if you guys are in the area, uh, you know, New Jersey tri-state area, uh, on Sunday, Serie A is throwing a watch party at Montclair State University. They are. It's also in conjunction with a group called um, the Kocha Institute uh, and the School of Communications and Media. So uh, it's a pretty cool event. It's going to be showing Napoli Juve uh, Sunday, March 3rd, 2.45, uh, Montclair State University. Um, there's going to be free food and Serie A giveaways uh, our friends at Serie A have invited the Tri-State Napoli Club, so we will be there. Hopefully, you know, whether you're Napolitani or a Juventino, um, come through and say hi to us. And we'll, we'll you know, we'll chat. We'll, we'll enjoy the games together. Um, shout out for Serie A to uh, at Serie A underscore North America uh, for um, uh, recently one of their posts was they're, they're shouting out. Um, different match meets for this game and for future games. Uh, please check it out. I think that's really, really cool. It's a it's a way for people to find out who's showing the game where. And I really love that Serie A is doing that for for the fans out there. Like you know, just to get to get a bunch of these different clubs together. And they did post in their post. They they in their graphic. They included Napoli, Tifosi Napoli Club, New Jersey, who is having their stuff at Blend Bar and Bistro in Hamilton Township, New Jersey. Um, our friends at Napoli, Tifosi Napoli Club, New Jersey, gets a nice shout from Serie A North America, which is dope. Um, and we'll see them at the Italy game in the 24th. Don't forget, come say hi, come tailgate. Uh, I'll be sitting in Section 105 with most of the rest of the of uh, Tri-State Napoli Club come through. Uh, that's it, you guys. Um, don't forget, look for uh, Kubani's uh, FFE Bets on Napoli. That's going to be coming out very, very soon, possibly possibly tonight, uh, maybe Saturday morning. But we'll give you just enough time to get the right bet in for this Napoli-Juve game. Big clash at the Maradona. As always, you can find us at Far From Vesuvius on X. At Far From Vesuvius Network on IG, at Tifiamo NA underscore FFV on X, at Tifiamo NAP underscore FFV on Instagram. I'm at RafaNapoli83, and hopefully I will see you guys this weekend. We will be back with Dan Russo to wrap up the Napoli Juve game. Uh, good luck on your bets with with uh, Marco Kubani. Please bet responsibly, and don't forget uh, when these guys at the Shadow of Vesuvio decide to record a pod. Uh, Henry and Michele, give them some love too. You can give us love by liking, subscribing, commenting, uh, you know, rating us on your favorite p- podcast platform at Far From Vesuvius. Until next time, I'm Rafa Rispo. Forza Napoli sempre. Oh!